I'm Bill. I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two Films, films too, too Curious. Where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. We certainly are. Before, uh, I guess well, the movies we watched were Warcraft. And Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat. Uh, and we were, this, we're talking yet again about adaptations, although this time video game adaptations. But before we do that, we have some thank yous. Because this is the first time we've talked to you guys since Christmas. For those yes. of you who don't follow our Facebook, why not? Like... There's nothing. Is it a moral it, thing? It if so, cost you anything I mean, to just hit like. I'm actually follow. proud of you if it's a moral thing. Like Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> an ass. Like I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, for those of if, you that follow our Facebook, for why? Facebook, like why are you not, like they're morally against us? Why are you still on Facebook? I'm gonna get off Facebook. That's a lie. I'm a consumer <laughs> whore. I like to be a part of capitalistic things. It's bad. We talked about this in the Christmas episode. Anyways, um, first thank you uh, is. Our long-standing thank you to our one patron on Patreon, uh, co-tagonist Nick. We really appreciate it. If you guys, we do. If you guys think this is a bit, it's not. We don't. We we would be very fine if we had more than one patron on Patreon. And we'd be fine if we had none. Right. We would be fine if we had none. But we would also be fine if we had more than one. And we would thank you in this part (laughs) and say thank you to our two patrons on Patreon, co-tagonist Nick and co-tagonist your name here. <laughs> so feel free to go to Patreon and search Two Films Too Curious and give us And money. look at it. Yeah. Uh, we would also like to say thank you to uh, two people that got us gifts this year. Yeah, for uh, Two Films Too Curious. Right, Two Films Too Curious gifts. Not, they were addressed to it. No, no, no. Well, I mean, they may have been addressed to Bill and T-Dog, but like collectively with In the intention. After right. the words two films, two curious. As far as I know, the two people that gifted us these things do not regularly call you T-Dog. And one of them does not regularly call me Bill. Uh, but we got from uh, two, two Films, Three Curious alum, Brenda, we got a pop filter. So hopefully we can cut down a little bit on my heavy breathing mm-hmm. and awkward T's and D's <laughs> and P's. But it won't affect my voice at all because it's not on my side of the microphone. Tyler has a built-in <laughs> pop filter. It's uh, his facial hair. That I don't think it works that way. It's uh, not that. It's not. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, so thank you to Two Films Three Curious alum Brenda. Thank you, Brenda. That. Uh, also, thank you to co-tagonist Anna who got us two wonderful flavors of Andre and three boxes of Hamburger Helper, which Keeping we have really been. For- at least Weeks. one episode. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, the fact that you have fed us and watered us, just like <laughs> cats. A little plant. Or plants. <laughs> uh, also, thank you again to Co- Two Films, Three Curious alum Brenda for providing us with uh, tonight's beverage, which is called... Pop-Up. Pop-Up! Sparkling, Sparkling Wine. 2018. You probably couldn't hear it that good when I said it, because I have this pop-up filter <laughs> that's... Preventing you from being able to hear. Say, tell them the name again because they can't hear it when I say it. Pop up, sparkling wine, 2018. This is what happens when I try and say it. I don't know how to say this. It's a picture. Oh, it, you say it like this. Where sparkling wine? Where is your glass? Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Here yeah, you let's go. Get, let's get this. This or this. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? He put it on the other side of the pop filter so you can hear the pop up. Why do I get on my hand? That's gross. Wasn't wine. Nope, because that's not been important. I did get some on the table. That's okay. It's a glass table. So this is a this is well. After this, we're going to be in our second season. We are. Our first season, for those of you uh, who weren't paying attention, tended to focus on adaptations. Now, from here on forward, it's not like we're not going to do more adaptation episodes. We're going to dial it back a little bit from adaptations. We won't focus on them as much. Uh, but for you may recall that we did <clears throat> Dune Dark Tower. We talked about adaptations from book to movie. And we did uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and Gamers Darkness Rising. We talked about two different Dungeons & Dragons style movies. Mm-hmm. Cheers. To business. To the lesser of two evils. We did a couple of other <clears throat> adaptation things. I can't remember some of them now. What are, oh, uh, no. We did other ones. We did this. We did like five. Yeah. I think. Uh, and this one is about adaptation, but uh, we actually, uh, in three days, is is our one year anniversary. Uh, and uh, so for this sequel to our first year, mm-hmm. we're going to focus more on sequels. We've got a couple lined up, including... Uh, Which means then we have to do trilogies. Ooh. <laughs> well, actually, 
<clears throat> off camera, I've got a thing about uh, a potential trilogy for an idea that we've had about sequels. But anyways, um, we've we've got a couple on the list already: Terminator Two and Pacific Rim Two, which mm-hmm. may or may not be on be one that we do. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and Harry Potter Three, which is looking like one we'll probably end up doing uh, sooner than later. I yeah. Think. Then we have uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Mad Max Fury Road right. as sequels that came way, way later, way after yeah. their sequel. E. Yeah. Sequeler. Sequelt. Sequelt to these. Yeah, it's oh. uh, mm. <coughs> Greek. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll talk more about how we feel about adaptation, as well as I guess we got to do a decade roundup because everybody other asshole does a decade roundup. Or a decade roundup of one year. Yeah, all of the. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me about your favorite episode that we had in this past decade. <laughs> because I think mine might be from 2018 or 2019. How about you? I mean, 2019 or 2020. How about you? Same. Yeah, same. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do another uh, mini-sode, which we've decided to call... Special uh, Features. Special Features, because we're, you know, really leaning into this. So, mm-hmm. uh, But we're we're doing that. And uh, also to commemorate it, we will we will have a... As close to live episode as we could ever get uh, when we host a movie marathon at our apartment. Please don't try to find us. Wouldn't uh, it be cool if one day, like, we're so big? I'm, I'm just. I'm that, already like, so big. That, <laughs> that, like, we can have a live show at Alamo where we all, like, us and all the people watch the two movies. That'd and be pretty talk dope. about them. That would be cool. That would be cool. Alamo Draft House, if you're listening. You can join Andre and Hamburger Helper yeah, as, as our sponsors. Our sponsors. Yeah, well, who were we saying? Oh, Frank's Red Hot could also be one of our sponsors. These are things that we hear at the podcast use, and we're not getting paid for now, but we really would love to get paid for. So, Because we are consumer... Whores. Yes. <laughs> not to slut shame. I don't know why I keep saying that, except for it's a, well, a line it's from a Don Hertzfeld video. video. Yeah. So, incidentally, I just would like to point out that uh, I think that it's these are not bad things that we're saying. Just a... Throw that out there. We have stickers. We have stickers. <laughs> Thank you for pulling up on our on our flight right now. We have stickers, which if you're a uh, if you end up being a, a patron on Patreon, you can get our stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you send us a, a nice uh, gift, we will give you. A, we will mail you back a sticker, just like uh, they have been mailed to us. If you would like to mail us something, contact us on our Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. because we think really right now the only people that are mailing us shit are people that are related to us. And therefore can just give those things to us. Right. But if you feel like you don't really know who we are and you're on our Facebook page, actually, please just write a note because we think that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you want to mail us stuff, message us and we'll let you mail it. Uh, and we'll send you a sticker. Or join our Patreon and we'll send you a sticker and a nice letter. Uh, anyways, uh, this is, I think, the most... That we've done at the beginning we had, of an we episode. Have a lot of, we had a lot of little things to go little over notes. before. Uh, but yeah. let's uh, let's talk about these movies. Do you want to you want to summarize Warcraft? Sure. That good because uh, I don't know that one as well. <laughs> as a note, this is the fourth time I've been in the room while Warcraft is played, and only the second time that I've not fallen asleep in it. I was going to say I, I remember you falling asleep in several. <laughs> I think of the times I've seen it, you've fallen asleep two out of the three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't take that into consideration for my rating of this movie. I really do enjoy this movie, but I fell asleep in it two of the four times. Anyways. Anyways, so we start off in Draenor, which is a planet where these orcs come from. And they're they're pretty standard fantasy orcs, like maybe a little bit bigger than, but still they're just big they have like tusks Mm -hmm. their little little tooths and teeths Mm -hmm. that stick right out um and their planet is basically been destroyed um or maybe oh yeah we'll say destroyed. sort of drained from drained yeah Yeah. that's why they call it drainor (laughs) who's the drain oh it's the drainee yeah goldan's the the drainor (laughs) (laughs) anyways they're led by this this uh warlock who's an also also an orc named goldan um and you have several other kind of major and minor orc characters. You have Duratan, who's the main, kind of the main orc that we follow. And there's a couple people in his clan. He has his mate, who's pregnant. Um, but Gul'dan uses this very, very fucky magic called the Fell. And everyone knows, I mean, even Duratan, who's just leader of one of the clans, there's like several clans in the orc, I guess, kingdom, quote-unquote, that Gul'dan's in charge of. It doesn't trust it. He, it scares him. 
basically he drains the life out of all these prisoners they had. He opens a portal. They all go through. Um, Duratan's mate slash wife goes through as well, even though she was not supposed to because she's pregnant, um, and then gives birth right when they get through the portal <clears throat> because of the stress of the portal basically brought them underwater. Right. Um, <coughs> so she gives birth. The baby's dead. Goldan brings it back to life using that same fucky magic so the baby turns all green. Right. Um, who later becomes Thrall, who's very important in other Warcraft stuff, but not in this movie. He's just a baby. Yeah. Just a wee baby. Does, he's not doing too much. So they came to Azeroth, which is where the humans and a bunch of other races live. Dwarves and elves and other, again, standard fantasy races. Um, so they just start kind of attacking human settlements, human villages. We have... Our main human character, which is uh, Anduin, or Lothar. He goes by Lothar because his, his last name's Lothar. Um, who's kind of not, kind of a head of all of the human armies, essentially. Um, <clears throat> he, along with a kind of mage in training named Khadgar, go to find the Guardian. Because once they figure out that these this is very unnatural things, these orcs just appeared... There's all this weird magic that's going on with him that's all green and evil. Um, they need to find the Guardian, who's like the head mage, the kind of the strongest character in Azeroth, essentially. Um, so they go to his tower. Then they go, once they get Khadgar, the king tells them to all go to, they go into the forest. They get ambushed by some orcs, but they capture some orcs. Um, Medivh does a spell that kills anything infested with fell. So Duratan, who hasn't accepted any fell stuff, Watches like all these other orcs just die, which may just further. He's like this. They have the opposite of it. We can't use that. They'll kill right, us right. easily. Um, they end up capturing. I almost, I almost said Gamora again. <laughs> Garona, who is not Gamora, but she is also green. A green lady. <laughs> um, who is a head. half orc? You kind of find out later. Half orc assassin type character, mm-hmm. um, but she speaks common. And so they're, she's kind of their liaison between the two. They go on a scouting mission and they find out that the reason they're attacking these settlements is because Gul'dan needs more prisoners to open the portal to bring the rest of the horde in. Right now he just brought like his most elite warriors because he couldn't open the portal for very long. Um, Cadgard does kind of his own research into the fell and tries to figure out... He gets becomes very suspicious of Medivh. Um, but when they go on this scouting mission, they Duratan contacts them. Or through Gamora, and he's like, I want to meet with their king. We have to kill Gul'dan. We, he's awful. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> so they go they go to this meeting, but one of Duratan's buddies sold him out because he's like, I don't know how we can side with humans. Eh, they're humans. We're orcs. <laughs> we don't get along. Naturally. Um, <clears throat> so an ambush happens. Medivh ends up saving the day, except when he brings up this big like lightning shield. Lothar's on one side and his son is on the other side, and his son gets killed. Rip. Just like stabbed right in the chest and then thrown against the lightning wall. So Lothar kind of loses his marbles a little bit. Um, the king actually has him arrested, not even like arrested, but like put in a cell to calm down because yeah. he's not being very tank. helpful. The anger um, tank. You find out that Medivh actually invited the orcs in, that he is also infested with fell. Um, then he, once this is revealed, he shows up and he's like, no, yeah, let's send all of our army to fight the orcs and it'll be fine. We'll kill them all. Right, there's no there's But he no then goes that. to his tower because he's going to open the portal, help open the portal and have all the orcs so all the humans will die. Um, Cadgar knows this. He Once all the everyone leaves, he goes and busts Lothar out and he's like, I know you want to save the king. We have to kill Medivh. If we don't like it, no one can fight all those orcs that are going to be popping out. Um, then kind of at the same time, you have to two things, two little plot lines going on at the same time. Um, the king is saving all of his human, all the humans that are trapped by the portal that were going to be used to power it. Uh, Garona's with him as well. And then Lothar and Khadgar fight Medivh. They end up beating him. Um, then Medivh opens the portal instead of being a big portal to Draenor. It's a portal to Stormwind. All the people are getting out and escaping because he's, now that he's been beaten, he's a good guy again, but he is dying. Right. Um, and then Lothar leaves right after. He sh- when he shows up, he sees that Garona has killed the king because at a certain point, once the portal went down, they were surrounded. The king actually turns to Garona and he's like, if you kill me, 
you'll be their war chief. Like, you can, you're the only hope we have for peace between orcs and humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she kills him begrudgingly. She becomes the new war chief. And then when Lothar shows up, he's the only human there. And they have a what's called a Makura. Oh, I didn't even talk about what happened to Duratan. <laughs> Duratan got killed by Gul'dan because he uh, challenged him and then ended up getting killed. Right. Um, but he cheated because he used spell magic, and yep. the people weren't were they were not kosher with that. Yeah, the orcs did did not <clears throat> like that. But since they were all infested with fell, Gul'dan could kill them too, and they mm-hmm. all found a fell in line. But he shows up. He does a Makura against the orc that killed his son. Mm-hmm. Just one hit kills him. He's way over-leveled for that yeah. dungeon, I think. Um, and then, even though Gul'dan is like, kill him, all the orcs let him go because he, he that's won. the rules. He, he won. Right. He gets to leave. Um, and he goes back with uh, the king's body. And then, that's kind of the whole movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, baby, they, Dur- do, they pull a Moses. After Duratan gets killed, yeah, they, they pull, exactly, they pull a Moses. They bring the baby, his, Duratan's white mate brings the baby puts him in the water and then gets killed and watches him kind of float away. He gets found by humans in like the end credit scene. Yeah. Um, which we'll extrapolate later into him being a slave, but don't touch that in the movie. So <laughs> it's not nice to touch. Uh, okay. So uh, let's talk about Mortal Kombat, which is, uh, was also really great. Uh, I also realized as I was walking here that is or walking to my car after work today, uh, so you walked, walked a long I way? I walked a long way. No, when I walked to my car to, after work today, that uh, as horrible as it would be for me to summarize Warcraft, Mortal Kombat's fucking easy. <clears throat> In our world, uh, a bunch of uh, really good human fighters. Mortals. Mortals, yes. <laughs> uh, from our regular modern day times yep. in the 1980s are all called to uh, take part in a martial arts tournament to, quote, determine the fate of the world. This martial arts tournament is lethal, and it's called Mortal Kombat. Um, it's it's everything from uh, Special Forces cop Sonya Blade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu expert uh, Liu Kang, who's there to avenge his little brother, who was killed by Shao Kahn, who's the bad guy in this whole piece. Um Kano, who's this like Australian warlord guy, uh, and a whole host of other Johnny humans Cage. from Earth. Johnny Cage, who's, who's a an like actor, a, right? But also a, a perfect martial artist as yeah. well. Um, and they're all they all get on this uh, boat, this rickety uh, ass, this rickety ass <laughs> ghost boat to go to the realm where they will fight in Mortal Kombat. Um, the sort of <clears throat> immortal that represents earth uh is raiden the god of thunder and lightning uh and he's sort of like all right guys this is this is real this is no joke uh if any realm wins mortal Kombat 10 times in a row they get to keep the other realm and well the other realm has won nine times so if you guys lose (laughs) we're fucked and so they're like all right i guess and they get there and shao khan who i mean uh shang sung who's the bad guy uh, and the leader of the other realm sort of welcomes them to this this world where they're going to be having the tournament, introduces them to his champion. It's a four-armed monster named Goro, uh, but also introduces them to Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero, who are sort of your standard Mortal Kombat uh, oh, yeah. I would ninjas. say they're the iconic characters of Mortal Kombat. You also meet Katana, who is a woman that's been enslaved from another realm that Shang Tsung uh, conquered previously. Um, they start this Mortal Kombat. A lot of people get fought. A lot of people get killed. When Shang Tsung kills somebody, he absorbs their soul. Um, and so he it makes him more powerful with every time. Um, and towards the end, uh, you know, all of our all of our core heroes live uh, until you know Johnny Cage ends up having to fight Goro. He's the one that has ended up killing Scorpion. He has to fight Goro, and then eventually they defeat Goro. Um, and Shang Tsung kidnaps Katana, who has now fallen in love with Liu Kang, the martial artist that's avenging his brother, and so Liu Kang challenges Shang Tsung to Mortal Kombat, and it's a really... I thought he kidnapped Sonya. 
Maybe he does kidnap Sonya. Yeah, because Katana le- leads but the hunt. Because yeah, because yeah. it's She's he still takes there. Sonya to the realm that Katana is from, and then they end up they go there and Liu Kang fights Shang Tsung, and it's this huge thing. But then like all of the spirits, the come music out. plays right. They play the Mortal Kombat <laughs> music, and it's so great. Um, <clears throat> and they uh, he ends up defeating Shang Tsung, and all of the spirits are freed, and his brothers like thank you, and is freed. And they all go back to Earth, the champions. And then Shao, at the very end, Shao Kahn, who was Shang Tsung's sort of boss, shows up and he's like, I'm going to challenge you guys to Mortal Kombat. And they're all ready to fight. And Raiden's there too. So There's it's a just... sequel. Yeah. Pretty much bog standard, late 80s, early 90s action movie. <laughs> really quite great though. And I love it. And I think that you guys should watch it. Before we talk about fun facts, though, I realized I forgot to say all of the words about adaptation. We've all heard our whole spiel about adaptation. Um, but mm-hmm. relevant to video game adaptations, there have been video game adaptations, Wikipedia said, um, that uh, before we had video game adaptations of specific intellectual properties, we had things like Tron um, yeah. that were sort of the idea of computer games or video, video game games put like into based, a world. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you've got everything from Mortal Kombat and World of Warcraft and Prince of Persia and the Super Mario Brothers movies and Pokemon has had movies for forever and anime um, and all of these other things like that. Uh, a fun fact, though, is that Detective Pikachu and Angry Birds 2 are the first ever video game movies to earn a Rotten Tomatoes score of over 60%. Which means that, yeah, they're fresh. But mm-hmm. that also means that historically, video game adaptations have just not been good. Some are fun. I think that both of the movies that we talked about oh. today are fun. Yes. But they tend not to be critically acclaimed. And Shigeru Miyamoto of uh, Super Mario Nintendo fame, uh, he said that, quote, I think that the problem, that part of the problem with translating games to movies is that the structure of what makes a good game is very different from the structure of what makes a good movie. Mm -hmm. Movies are a much more passive medium where the movie itself is telling a story and you as the viewer are relaxing and taking that in passively, whereas video games are a much more active medium where you are playing along with the story. I think that video games, as a whole, have a very simple flow in terms of what's going on in the game. We make that flow entertaining by implementing many different elements to the video game to keep the player entertained. Movies have much more complex stories or flow to them, but the elements that affect the flow are very limited in number. So I think that because these surrounding elements in these two different mediums vary so greatly, when you fail to take that into account, then you run into problems, which I think is part of the reason why these two movies well, obviously, <clears throat> lower than 60% on the Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. tomato meter, um, do so well because they're not, they're, not trying to, they're not trying to make the story any more elaborate than the video game did. Yes. So, but, do you have fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts for us. Oh, so, yay. For our Mortal Kombat fun facts, we have Ed Boon, who is a co-creator of the original Mortal Kombat game. Mm-hmm. Was the voice of Scorpion. Oh, neato. <clears throat> That's super cool. That's really cool. Um, this one should not be a surprise based on how fire it is. Mm-hmm. But the film soundtrack went platinum in two weeks. The film soundtrack. <laughs> hashtag real talk. The soundtrack to Mortal Kombat is fucking amazing. It's really cool. It's this, like... I wanted to say that it's like 80s metal, but it's not really like 80s metal. It's something different. It is, it is unique and wonderful. And metal in nature for the most part, but not entirely. It's great. If you have time, listen to it. I don't know if you're going to like it, but a lot of people will. And even if you don't like it, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. Post that on our Facebook and smoke it. <laughs> At around 54 minutes, which is Liu Kang and Sub-Zero's fight. Okay. Apparently, Liu Kang was supposed to duplicate the acrobatic flips that Sub-Zero does down that ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Robin Show couldn't pull it off. <laughs> So after a few takes, instead of acrobatics, he just ran down the ramp yelling like a maniac, and that's the shot they used in the movie. It works. <laughs> it really I didn't does. know that was. A, I didn't even really know that does. was a like a uh, a flub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this yeah, this one's a biggie. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery was offered the part of Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! He turned it down because quote he wanted to golf and wasn't interested in a physical role. I'm going to point out that Raiden does nothing physical this whole movie. Yeah, I mean, unless he meant I don't want a physical role. Boy, I really love playing the dragon in Dragonheart where all I had to do was voice work. Oh, physical. I don't want to move. I just want to speak. <laughs> if it's not golf or voice work, I don't want to do it. 
Oh, man. Speaking of adaptations, <clears throat> he also turned down the role of Lord of the Rings so Gandalf, that he could be yeah. in the adaptation of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's just really, he's like 10 he's for 10 upset. fucking up <laughs> adaptation picks. Anyways. This next one ties into it because the guy who does play um, Raiden, Christopher Lambert, mm-hmm. that the director credits him, Christopher Lambert, for smoothing over his first big movie because this was the director, W. Paul Paul W.S. Anderson's first mm. big movie. Um, Lambert, a veteran of several Hollywood blockbusters, never got overwhelmed by the large scale, was very laid back, which influenced and helped the other less experienced people on the set. Um, even Ed Boon, the guy who co-created Mortal Kombat, admitted mm-hmm. that Lambert did a great job, despite not being Asian like the game's depiction of, <laughs> of Raiden. Uh, since Lambert was the most expensive actor, they could only afford him for a few weeks of close-ups, and uh-huh. anything that's not on his face is a stunt double. Interesting, okay. Um, a shame, but reasonable, I guess. Yes. However, Lambert believed that the movie would be better if it had was him all the time, so for some scenes he came in for no charge. And he also paid for the, the rat party. What a guy! What, what a, a guy, guy what Chris awesome Lambert! Guy. What a nice guy. Maybe he can uh, pay for some of our uh, podcasts. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> our sponsor, Chris, Chris Lambert. Lambert. Our Patreon, Chris yeah. Lambert. <laughs> um, Patreon, patrons, Nick, protagonist Nick, and also <laughs> Raiden, Chris Lambert. <laughs> Um, for Warcraft, so we need to talk about UA Bowl. <laughs> oh, he's no. part of the reason a lot of these movies never broke sixty percent. He's just the guy who has done so many video game adaptations, and all of them suck. And just has shat the bed on, dare I say, every single one he's done. Listen, I'm not. I think that for for those of you who know me personally, and you may have been able to infer through the podcast. We here at Two Films Two Curious believe all art has merit. There are movies that we might not enjoy as much, but that doesn't make them bad movies. It just makes them movies that we don't enjoy as much. And we, we firmly yes. believe that. We would never, if someone was like, Dungeons and Dragons is my favorite movie, we wouldn't shit on them for that. No. Uwe Bowl makes bad <laughs> movies. You know where you can't go wrong? You can't go wrong casting Jason Statham in an action role and having Ron Perlman as a strong best friend. You know what movie sucked? In the name of the king. In the name of the king. (laughs) That movie is balls bad. Well, apparently, the man himself contacted Blizzard about directing Warcraft. (laughs) But Blizzard refused. As quoted by MTV News, UA Bull stated, I got in contact with Paul Sims of Blizzard, and he said, We will not sell the movie rights not to you, especially not to you, because it's such a big online game success a bad movie would destroy that ongoing income and the company with it. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not. I don't know how a guy can take... Listen, Miyamoto's right. It's hard to do a video game adaptation. He would know Super Mario Brothers tends not to be at the top of people's lists. And when's our next Nintendo movie after that? Right. We don't have one. We don't have one. But, oh my god. Yue Bowl. What? Alone in the Dark? Uh, all three in the names of the king, in the name of the kings is? I don't know. He did the Blood Rain He did the Blood Rain movies? Oh my god. Like, Resident Evil is leaps and bounds better than this shit. At the very least, Resident Evil is a, is a fun action flick. Right. <laughs> oh my god. But he didn't touch Warcraft, so. Thank Christ. Um, they made an orcish dialect for the movie. Oh, that's neat. Do you know who did it? Just out of curiosity. This is not for Mm-mm. the podcast. I wonder if uh, who's the guy that did Dothraki. Oh, that guy's been doing a seems lot. Seems like his whole he's doing yeah. uh, Fremen stuff for the new Dune. Oh, I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, we need a whole podcast to talk about how we're excited gonna we have for a whole podcast movie. for that movie. It's gonna be the first time we watch a movie twice because we're gonna watch the original <laughs> Dune and we're gonna watch the remake. Oh, and we're watching back to back. We're gonna have a three films. Too curious because we're gonna watch Yodorowsky's Dune, the documentary <laughs> about the bananas ass 14 hour Dune movie he was gonna make. I'd watch that though. Same. With the amount of just nonsense that was going to be in that movie, I would super watch that. Anyways. Um, the film was going to be released in December of 2015, but they moved it to the following May because The Force Awakens came out oh. in December of 2015. Reasonable. I really enjoyed seeing it in May, too. We stopped for my birthday, so. Yeah. I, I did One of the f- three times I fell asleep. <laughs> two times. One of the two times I fell asleep. Uh, Duncan Jones, who is the director. Mm-hmm. David Bowie's son. You, you ruined my oh, fun shit. fact. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got excited. I'm sorry. 
Well, he faced personal struggles during filming because his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and his dad, David Bowie, uh, passed away. See, that's filming. such a better fun fact than what I had said. It's so fun. Jones summed up production as, my film started and ended with cancer. Wow. Because it started with his wife being diagnosed and then his liver or whatever cancer is what ended up really ultimately killing David Bowie. Too. That's such a sad thing. That's so sad. Um, and then I pointed this out while we were watching it, that when uh, Medivh burns all of Cadgar's research, it looks like flash paper, mm-hmm. is because that scene was all practical effects and not CGI. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's super cool. That's really neat. That's our fun facts. I appreciate that. Let's jump into some uh, similarities and differences. I think that similarity number one, both movies do not have my favorite characters from their intellectual properties. My favorite character from Mortal Kombat, obviously Cabal. Hook swords are super dope, and he's kind of this android thing. Very cool. And he's in the first Mortal Kombat, right? He's in the third. Oh, okay. I think that's the first one that he's in. My favorite character from the World of Warcraft franchise is, of course, Bohemond, (laughs) the level 110, 120 paladin on the Uh, Bronzebeard server. Uh, I don't know who the person is that created him, but he's probably really amazing. Uh, That guy, I heard that guy killed the Lich King. He did. Ragnaros. He did. Deathwing. He did. He's got this skeleton horse that many people in the Alliance don't have. Or Horde, being honest. Yeah. That, and that is a similarity, you're right. That is a similarity. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Um, I, I guess I'm dump, jumping straight to a difference. That's instead. fine, we know both. Um, is that Mortal Kombat is, is very, very classic good guys and bad guys. Yeah. It is obvious who's bad, it is obvious who's good. They're basically color-coded. Yeah. They. I mean, they basically are. Whereas in Warcraft we have... I mean, Gul'dan is ultimately just, aha, cackling evil villain, but like right. Duratan is he bad? killed humans, and right. then he's, but he's only doing it because he needs, his, he knows his planet's gone, or his world is dead, and he needs, they need to do this other stuff in order to get this new world, but he, ultimately he's a good guy. Yeah. And he dies like, like a champ. A hero's death. I think that another interesting um, similarity is that, um, they both movies i guess this is a difference in a similarity uh mortal Kombat does not take itself too seriously it's it's very tongue-in-cheek at points mm-hmm. um but it takes itself seriously enough it it jokes about things but doesn't joke about others warcraft seems to take itself very seriously not too seriously i think but seriously within its own right realm yeah everything that they say is in earnest as opposed to some of the things in mortal Kombat that they kind of Smile at the camera when they say a cheesy Finish him. Right. (laughs) Uh, That being said, the aesthetic of both matches that level. Yes. Warcraft is very... All of the stuff looks very game appropriate. I think that that we're picking... like you. The limited amount of World of Warcraft I've played, I I recognize these cities. I recognize these places from where my character has been there. Mortal Kombat, not as interested in making sure that those things are accurate. The visual... the, The places that they are, not terribly important... Their costumes, for the most part, are right. I would say the They're costumes the and the, that they the do moves yeah. are, are moves right, is what and I the words that they say are, on. for the most part, right. But they're not focused. They're not. They realize that what they're doing is making a hour and a half ish, two hour long movie about a fighting game. Nobody really knows the story. <laughs> that's fine, and so they're just the story like, in the game make... is fight ten people in a row. Or right. Like, <laughs> like that's basically it. And so they're not. They're not particular. They're they're engaging. They're the things that they've pulled from the game are the same amount of seriousness that they're taking this movie, which I appreciate. I think that's interesting for both of them. Yeah. They are different in the type of game that they are adapting. You said Very true. Fighting game for Mortal Kombat. Warcraft is really based on the RTS Warcraft. Yeah. By the time we're in World of Warcraft, it, we're way past what is the first war, which is when the orcs invaded... Um, because by the time you get to World of Warcraft, you can be an orc, and you're not a bad guy. It's just the horde. Fun fact. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 is just more of the same. Warcraft 2 was supposed to be the second war. More of the same. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know why they were going to do that instead of Lich King. Lich King would have been dope. Whatever. I've, I've, 
the movie made so much this movie made took like 15 years to make so maybe we'll get maybe in 2030 right when we're doing we'll our, our 15 year when roundup we can really do a decade roundup <laughs> we'll be watching and hopefully they'll just skip warcraft 2 and go straight to Hi, my name is Bill, and this is T-Dog. We're 50 years old. Thank you to our one patron, Nick. He's a billion at this point. Sorry, Nick. I know you're not that much older than us. Um, I think another interesting similarity is that I don't... I'm a little bit spoiled in so much as I've, I'm at least aware of both of these games before I watch the movies, but I don't mm-hmm. think you need to know a ton about or anything about either of these games to enjoy these movies if you like movies like this. Yes. So someone who likes a cool fighting action movie will probably still like Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. even if they're not aware that it's a video game. Or if they're just aware that it's a video game, yeah. not anything else about it. And I think that Warcraft doesn't require you to have any sort of measurable knowledge of Warcraft to mm-hmm. enjoy this pretty it's, cool fantasy movie about humans versus orcs. Just, yeah. Almost, I would say, almost generic fantasy yeah. of humans versus orcs. Like Yeah. If there was a name, if there was a, a, a store brand fantasy movie, unfortunately, <laughs> it would be this. And I think it's still fun. Listen, Kroger freezer pizzas are better than a lot of other freezer pizzas out there. Don't tell two films to curious alum, <laughs> Devin, that I'm saying that. In both films, we have a trio of main characters. We do, which don't are we? two males and one female. They are. Because we have. Um, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade in War- in Mortal Kombat. Right. And then in Warcraft, we have Garona, Medivh, not Medivh, Khadgar, and Lothar. Bohemond. Oh, Lothar. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I forgot. My character wasn't there because he wasn't born yet. It's confusing right. me because Anduin is the name of him and also the current king in World of Warcraft. <laughs> I guess, yes. Because we... he was named after him. That's how That's the tower timeline goes. It's important to note that uh, of, of the members of Two Films Too Curious here, uh, one of them has certainly played World of Warcraft. And the other one knows probably as much as World of Warcraft as the first one knows about Star Wars. So, some of I us was, are coming I here I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking, what are like the fantasy IPs that know, I know the most about? Yeah, Lord of the Rings, obviously. Warcraft. I would... Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I guess those are my three. Yeah. Fantasy IPs I know the most Not even about. just fantasy, but like sci-fi too. Just... Okay. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars... I think that's it i think that i know a little bit about star trek but i don't know that i don't know i know that there's a lot that i'm missing that's how i feel about warhammer 40k because i feel like i know a lot but i feel Ooh. like i know only maybe the surface level and you know more than things. i do i know the things about the things i'm interested in right same with there star are trek. 50 million other right. things that i would need to know to at least quote 40, unquote know the lore at, at least, least 40 thousand <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyways uh, let's see. Another thing that I thought... So I've got a lot of notes here, but I don't think that a lot of them are similarities and differences, but they are interesting things about um, at least Mortal Kombat. But you said that because I, that's also what I have. So uh, another thing about Warcraft, or about Mortal Kombat, is that, like I said, a lot of the stuff in it is silly or cheesy, but is the level that the film asks you to engage at, and so it's fine. Yeah. I think that the most outrageous scene is Johnny Cage versus Scorpion and it's also the oh, one that doesn't match. It's also one of the coolest scenes though. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. It's my least it's the end of it is I like but the beginning when he's in the forest. I oh oh like no that. I was thinking specifically about where they are when they're when they're fighting in hell that's yeah, cool. That's that's but what I'm imagining when I think of that fight. At the, the yeah, beginning the of that fight starts in this weird. forest and it's weird and it just doesn't fit the game so much and it doesn't really fit the movie either. But they needed almost, some way to get Johnny feels, Cage. It's weird that they... It's like they cut from something else right. straight into that. They needed to find a way to get Scorpion to fight a member of the, our trio. Because he, he needs to get killed. And uh, I don't know why they didn't just do like Sub-Zero. Except that I guess it would have been a little samey to have... You know, staged fight, staged fight, staged fight, staged fight. So I guess that makes sense. But it was a little. it's a little awkward. And, and it's probably the cheesy... At least that part of it is the cheesiest of, of part in the movie, I think. I think that... Yeah. They, they leaned heavy on the special effects that don't stand up at this they point. They really don't. There's a lot of special effects, I think, in there that, that are reasonable. Oh, for sure. But Scorpion's hand thing, which they should have just used the chain like he is in a lot of the video games. They didn't have to use the alien that lives inside of his hand. And Reptile. 
was rough. Yeah. Oh. Goro was rough too, but Goro was a different kind of like it was obvious that he was like a like a puppet or like a yeah. like a animatronic like a Ray Harryhausen stop motion thing. And so that was fine. He, he because, reminds me of Yoda and Empire. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. And that's there's something about that that has charm still. Yeah. But the I overstepping that that especially reptile was is just <laughs> rough. It's fine once he turns into a humanoid. Right, that's fine. Because <laughs> then, and then just they, a guy in a mask. Right, and then even when they kill him and the bugs start spilling out, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking gross, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, another kind of similarity I have is that we already talked about they use iconic moves in Mortal Kombat. They do. Um, you have Liu Kang's like, bicycle kick that he does. Um I wouldn't even know what they're called, but Sub-Zero does his thing. Scorpion has the yeah. chain hand. He does yeah. the thing where he rips his face off and then he bleeds the fire. Um, Captain America does Stars and Stripes. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's Marvel's Capcom. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but then in Warcraft we have, <clears throat> especially with the spells, mm-hmm. a strong correlation with the spells in, and I haven't played the Warcraft RTS. I don't know but if they the necessarily have quote spells. But the, like in... My, I think a mage was like the third class I played in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's exactly the portal spell they use. Now yeah. it's all done up and made look to look really cool in the game, sure. in the movie. But in the game, it you know it took them about the same amount of time to cast it in the mm-hmm. movie too. It takes ten seconds. Yep, <laughs> yep. The polymorph spell lasts as long as the polymorph Last, spell he does. Says, he says it lasts about a minute. It yep. lasts 60 seconds in the game. So. Yeah, and it makes you, it turns you into a sheep in the game too, right? Yep, unless yeah. you get one of the like rare drops that... Make like mine is a turtle. Else. Oh, yeah. wow, that's fancy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fully matches level of video game. <clears throat> uh, I did it, kind of a riff on the trio. I have that it's a band of misfits. Like it's three people with very different backgrounds... Yeah. Which very specifically reminded me of in World of Warcraft when you play in a pug, which is a pickup group, mm-hmm. which is random people. You don't know oh, the other people in okay. this dungeon. It was yeah. made It was made by the game when it said we need one tank, one healer, three DPS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's valid. But it's almost, but it is like that kind of, it's kind of random people that end right. up having to do whatever this heroic thing is. And I think, I mean, this is just whatever uh, Joseph Campbell monomyth nonsense that I still don't know anything about. I don't even know why he stole it from Star Wars. <laughs> but um, all three of them start with different initial goals and mm-hmm. then all team up together to do the world-saving yep. thing. That Luke Kang wants to avenge his brother, Sonya Blade wants to kill Kano, and Johnny Cage wants people to take him seriously. And uh, Little Mage from Warcraft wants to become a big mage. He uh, wants to level up, and right? he does. That's even in the, in the fun facts, is that it... It references the level up thing when he <laughs> kills Medivh, which is what I said when we watched yeah, the movie exactly. too. <laughs> uh, and uh, cool night guy wants to be wants to help lead his nation, and uh, orc wants to be accepted, and they mm-hmm. all get those things. Yep. But also, they all help save the world. Yep. Uh, Mortal Kombat seems to be fine taking. It talked about this, I guess, a little bit later, but in a, in a a slightly different way to phrase it. Mortal Kombat seems to be fine taking liberties. They have they're yes. they're fine with changing things if the movie needs it to. Mm-hmm. And World of and Warcraft seems to really stick to its sources much stronger. Although I know that they do make changes too. Yes, and you've got some news about that. <laughs> I I don't like how they did Medivh in they did and, Medivh and while dirty. it is and while it is technically in some ways correct, like yes, he was possessed by sure. a demon. Uh, kind of the main demon um like with the thing with the whole golem that didn't need to be there like i don't know you have a you have a big monster fight yeah you gotta have a monster fight i guess couldn't have that guy from the thing like all those other dungeons they ain't doing those yet they gotta have a monster yeah you're right you're right it's phase one and phase two of a boss fight it's It's still a liberty that they had to be taken yes and and i think part of why they took fewer liberties in warcraft is because it is such a structured the warcraft lore is already a very structured and in stone thing that they were adapting from which sure they made the game and they're like well we need lore for this yeah and it just expands into all the other games all the other spin-offs they have novels that have nothing to do with the games but they add to the lore yeah whereas mortal kombat is just 
still, even though in the new <clears throat> games, like there's like eleven mode. where there's a story. Who the fuck cares? But it is just there's fighting. a story mode as far back as I, there are like non-fighting story games like Mortal Kombat Sub Zero and Mortal Kombat Scorpion are like yeah. I don't know anything about them except that I know that they're not proper fighting games. And Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe had a story that involved, like, the Christ's Son Infinite. I don't know. It's crazy. Who cares about that? <laughs> but the movies are awesome. Yes. I think I'm out of similarities and differences. Do you have anything else? Not, not really. I have the Mortal Kombat used their theme song. Did War Does Warcraft have a theme song? Not necessarily. And they didn't use the login screen music, yeah. at least. So that's what I would consider to be the theme Did song. Did they have the Hearthstone music? They don't have the Hearthstone sound. Oh, yeah. No one uses the Hearthstone. Yeah. They could have got to places so much faster yeah. in that movie if they just used their Hearthstone. <laughs> Whatever. Then Anyways. They'd, then they'd have to have a Hearthstone spinoff, so it's right. like a card game movie. That yeah. just gets weird. No, listen. We've got <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! movies. We've got Pokemon movies. It's fine. We, we do have a, a Magic the Gathering animated thing coming on Netflix. Oh, that's at some, right. At some point. That's right. I don't I think it has any, anything definitive. I forgot about that. Uh, let's move on to questions. I have one question, so you should ask some questions. All first. right. Well, here's here's. I guess I've got three that all sort of run together. Okay. Do you think that these are good adaptations? If an adaptation is sort of a translation from one medium to another, I do you think, think these are good adaptations? I don't know that I can judge Warcraft only because, as an RTS, it kind of no. Well, that <laughs> and as an RTS, that's a. I think they translated the lore well. Okay. I don't know okay. if they necessarily translated Warcraft the game, game well. Okay. Um, because there is nothing about the crazy micromanagement, which is why I don't like RTSs anyway. <laughs> I love the RTSs. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited that StarCraft is free. Um, but Mortal... I think they both were our good adaptations. Okay. Because I think Mortal Kombat also just adapted the fun... They didn't adapt the fact that it's all like... Not even like shock value, rated M, gory, which yeah. is what the game was originally kind of, of course, like all the parents in the 80s and right. 90s were very against. Um, and they even mentioned that they, the studio wanted it to be more accessible to teens, which is why they went for the PG-13 rating and not an M rating. Okay. Um, but that was the original plan. So and, and I think that they did, they still did, even with that, they adapted the, the fun and like corniness of... It's a fighting game. Yeah. So all the things that happen are fights. I'd like to point out, I just realized Mortal Kombat 1 came out in... The more, the movie came out in 95, mm -hmm. not in the 80s. I kept saying 80s. It's oh, not that. It it's, feels 80s. It feels 80s. <laughs> well, does it... I, I don't know if it feels 80s or if it's just that my view of the 90s is late 90s because that's the 90s that I lived in as opposed to all of the other versions yeah. of these things that are portrayed in things. My earliest memories are in the, late, the later 90s. So. Yeah. Mid to late, but yeah. Same. Uh, <clears throat> what other video game... Ad okay, actually, before... Because I just looked this up. Before we talk about uh, other my other question, whether or not these are good adaptations, I think it is important to say that the audience agrees with us that Warcraft is a good adaptation. On Rotten mm -hmm. Tomatoes, they, the audience score is a 76, but the critic score is a 28 <laughs> for that. I know there's a list of like the, the biggest discrepancies, and I'm certain that... It's not high on the list, but that's but at the bottom the of the list. Yeah, it's that's a big discrepancy. Mortal Kombat is a little bit closer. The audience, <laughs> 50, 58% of audience members that watched Mortal Kombat liked it. And 47% of critics liked it. I think that... I'm kind of shocked that more critic, critics liked Mortal Kombat than Warcraft, if I'm being honest. I think that, I think that it's because a fight... A, like, a combat movie like that is just generally a little bit easier to handle. Yeah, there's no high... There's nothing highbrow going on. There. No. And I wonder... I would be interested for those of you who listen to our podcast that are either A, have never played these video games, or B, have never watched these movies. I would, I would be interested to hear if you enjoy or don't enjoy these movies. Because, again, mm -hmm. like, we have prior knowledge of these things. And that, at the very least, that, even my minimal knowledge... The, right. The, our opinion of them, for my, sure. Yeah, my minimal knowledge of Mortal Kombat is enough... Or, I mean, of, of Warcraft is enough for me to enjoy the movie, at least at that level. Mm -hmm. And I'd be interested to hear what other people thought that didn't know about these games. Or didn't know a lot about them, at least. 
What other video game adaptations do you like? Are there other video game adaptations that you like? Glad that was almost my question, which ah. is going to be what video game do you want adapted? So oh, okay. Well, that that's, while I'm, while I'm I have it. that on here as well. Oh, okay. That's my third of the three. <laughs> so we'll just answer that after the... Um, I do actually like the Prince of Persia movie. Oh, okay. I have two copies, so... Mostly... Not even mostly. I love, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, too. And mm-hmm. he plays a really good... Even though that is also a little Middle bit Eastern man. <laughs> yeah, pl- Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> plays a really good Middle Eastern individual. But... A really good I Prince of Persia. Pl- I don't think I played the first Prince of Persia. Okay. But they do get the time travel aspect of that game down, I think. It, oh. It's, it's in, like, the third act. It's the very end of the movie. Okay. It's, like, the whole, like, Deus Ex Machina that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I do also really like that one. Okay. I would, I think, have to look at a list of video game adaptations <laughs> to, to know for sure which ones, other ones I also like. Are there any that you like? I know that there, I know it's not a movie, but I know that we almost picked it for today. Is it Pokemon, Pokemon Origins? Is a four-part miniseries. It ends up being about the length of a movie. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly the plot of Pokemon Red. With a couple of liberties taken at the very end, um, just to integrate the idea of... Pokemon it's already got Mega Evolution and he's right. in red. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but that movie is... Or that, I guess, miniseries is so good. I love it so much. It's really... It, it was a lot of fun, and I think it was very interesting. And if you like anime, I think just like if you like action movies or fantasy movies, if you like anime, you would like the Pokemon Origins miniseries. Um, that may be the thing that ultimately gets me to purchase a region-free Blu-ray player. Because it's the blue. There's it was never released on disc in America, which sucks. <clears throat> I also I've been told that I would enjoy the first Laura Croft movie. Oh, wasn't there a very recent a new one? Yeah, Laura Croft movie, too? which I've not heard of anything about. I me neither. Um, and two films, three curious alum Devin uh, is the reason why I own the Super Mario Brothers movie. Because she really likes it. So I'm at the very least going to give it a shot. I did not know that. She loves that and movie. And now I love Devin even more. She loves that movie. Um, I was listening to Everybody Walk the Dinosaur, which I know, embarrassingly, from my time as a high school student on 4chan. And she was like, I love this movie. Isn't it in Super Mario Brothers? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, I watched that movie every day for like two years straight. <laughs> that was me with Aladdin when I was a kid. And so. that's when I decided to marry her. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I like, I think that watching In the Name of the King was a fun experience, but it's a horrible movie and I would not watch it again unless I was also getting drunk again that time like we did when we watched it the first time. But yeah, I can't think of any other video game adaptations that I'm particularly enthralled by off the, you know, the chrome of my dome. I do like the Street Fighter movie. I've not seen it. You know who else liked the Street Fighter movie? If you like Mortal Kombat, I think you would like Street Fighter. My grandma. My mom's mom. When she died, right. <laughs> when she died, we got a whole bunch of DVDs from my grandpa, and one of them was Street Fighter. And my brother and I were sitting there thinking, "Why the hell did they have Street Fighter?" And they remembered, "Oh, Jean Claude Van Damme, Grandma Weichel." He was going to play Johnny Love. Cage, and he turned it down to play really the character. I forget him now in Street, street Fighter. Street himself. Well, he fights the streets. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I thought he was a street that fought. Uh, but yeah, no. My grandma likes uh, Jean or likes Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, Charles Bronson, which is why I own so many Charles Bronson movies now. I'd like to point out I'm on this article on Vulture.com of uh, video game movies ranked from like least bad to worst. Oh no! You know what number three is like as like their number three best one? Hmm. Assassin's Creed. Oh my god! You know what we we almost watched that we... and then. Both were like... Mia Culpa right into Tyler's we? room, and I was like, we don't have to do this. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I... There are very specific aspects of that movie I liked. Sure. Basically, was... all the stuff that was in the... It's it's how it's the same with the games. Right. I like all the stuff in the past. I don't give a shit about what's happening in the present. I'm going to keep it 100 years after the Assassin's Creed games came out. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, but years after they came out, someone told me about, like, oh, the machine in it, and I'm like... Like, is what? it, like, steampunk? Like, what's going on? And they're like, no, like, the thing that makes you go back in time to yeah, see your old ancestors. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> We're talking about, like, Templar. He's got the swords in his hands, right? And they're like, <clears throat> yeah, he's got a... That's him in the past. That's was... your ancestor. No. I don't fucking... No, fuck that noise. Did you did you come up with any others on your list that, that you thought... I haven't seen any of the other ones on there. <laughs> it, was, it was Blood Rain. It was Hitman. It was things I oh, didn't I've know heard were Hitman's video game adaptations. 
I've heard Hitman was pretty pretty neat. I've watched that. It seems like a hard thing to mistranslate. Yeah. So what other video game adaptation or what other video games do you think should be adapt adapted? If you had asked me this two months ago, my answer uh. would have been Witcher. Ah, well, ooh, actually, why the fuck did we not say Witcher? That's the video game adaptation that I love. That movie, or that show was awesome. And, that show and, was quite... and it is technically not an adaptation of the video games, but it is an adaptation of the first book, or first two books. Nobody cares about the books. Print is dead. Visit your local libraries, guys, please. It's an adaptation of the video game. I'll count that. My, I specifically say that because... The video games take place after all of the books. Right, it's the it's the it's that little prequel thing that happens. But I will say that the video games are the reason ninety percent of people that like Witcher know about Witcher. Okay, because it was originally just it took until like two years ago for the last book to be translated from Polish to English. Okay, originally is a Polish author. Someone tried to make a video game. Apparently, there is a, an old TV show too. We should find. Ooh, we should. That's like Polish, but we'll have to get subtitles. I really want to. Hell it's, it's supposed yes. to be really bad. Hell um, yes. Some company made a video game, totally tanked. So when CD Projekt Red was like, we want to make a video game, um, Andrew Sapowski was like, sure, yeah, I'll just take an upfront payment because y'all are going to fuck it up. Yeah. And then it became a huge thing. And he doesn't like the video games, I think maybe only because he's a little bit bitter about that. Yeah, I can see Because that. by the time we get to the third Witcher game, it's a fucking cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Like, you'll see... It's it's, oh, it's yeah, constantly no, on remember, even, like, yeah. the Circle Jerk subreddits of, like, oh, Witcher 3 is best game ever. Yeah. Because it's really, really good, and yeah. no one who's played that game doesn't enjoy some part of it, at least. Okay. <clears throat> I can dig it. But that's not my answer. My answer would be a Fire Emblem movie. Oh! And I think maybe we would even translate better to an anime or, like, an anime movie. Okay. Because it is very, at least in the later games, very anime. The hardest part about, I think, translating an RPG like that yeah. is that you you can't translate what a player would choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason Warcraft doesn't is okay and does a good job is because it is an RTS. It's not You play these missions in a row. It is this story that you're following. It's not you're choosing to do these specific things. Yeah. Like a World of Warcraft movie would be... So hard to do. <laughs> but a Fire Emblem movie or a... Whether that's would have been like Final Fantasy fifteen movie or something like that. Would have, would take... Would be hard because the player makes choices in the game that change it. The Witcher does a fine job because it's based off the books. If you're based right. off Witcher 3, the people would have a lot of problems with that TV show, I think. Because there are a lot of choices you make that have greater and more like egregious impacts on the story itself. So it's hard to do an RPG movie. That makes sense. But I would love to see a Fire Emblem anime or anime movie. Yes, incidentally, that I was thinking, like, like, yeah, of, of the video, of my favorite video games that I'd like to watch in a movie, it's either, like, Dark Forces, which they already made the only movie they would ever make about that. It's Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One, mm-hmm. where they totally scrapped everything from Dark Forces. But it's the, essentially, it's the, the first level of Dark Forces. Um, and then, like, Batman Arkham Asylum. We have plenty of Batman movies. I don't need it. And playing and Arkham Asylum is, is like watching a movie. Which right. is why I would not have chosen Uncharted for one of mine. Because right. while those are fantastic and cinematic games, they are movies. Right, they're movies. You're <laughs> just playing a movie. They're not... I, Arkham Asylum I played on normal. I'm... So, you know, point of order. I'm horrible at video games. And I played Arkham Asylum on normal mode and was able to do fine. Because it's not, it's not asking a lot of you. It's just a really cool way to watch a movie, essentially. Um, but when you said Final Fantasy XV, Final Fantasy IX would be a really cool three-part movie, and I would love them to make it because I still have never beaten Final <laughs> Fantasy IX. You and want to I see need, how it ends? I want to know how it ends. <laughs> but no, I think that, yeah, a lot of my movie, a lot of the video games that I love, Portal would be interesting, I think, if you could find some way to incorporate the stuff that you only see yeah. in the other things. Um, but I don't, I don't play a lot of, I don't play a lot of video games. I've seen the Pac-Man TV show. I don't need a Pac-Man movie. That's not a great thing to adapt. Yeah. And I get... Oh, you know what? I would watch a Crash Bandicoot movie, actually. I would watch a Crash Bandicoot movie. Yeah. I think that would be a fun anime movie. I would watch, I would love to watch movie. I would love to watch the Ratchet and Clank movie, even knowing that it's bad. Spyro the Dragon would be a cool movie. I guess a lot of platformers would be a good movie, except that the two movies that we have from platformers suck. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, and apparently Super Mario Brothers. 
Critically example. sucks. Right. Not necessarily sucks. Right, exactly. <clears throat> What's your question? My question was, what video game would you want to adapt to a movie? That was your question that you had? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, but I will say my favorite movie, my favorite game that I think could not be translated to a movie would be Darkest Dungeon. Oh. Because I think that the, the absolutely oppressive nature of that game can't be translated into maybe a TV show, not into a movie. Because as you're playing this game, when you've spent like 10 or 15 hours with these characters, and then they just die. Yeah. They're gone. There's nothing you can do about it. They made that. It's called uh, Game of Thrones. (laughs) Well, we know how that ended. (laughs) Shoot me in the goddamn face. But it would just be harder to get that. You're right. A a TV could translate, but a movie, there's no way to make you care about a character or kill them off and introduce new characters you care about in a span of like an hour and a half. Sidebar, I think that the grittiness of Darkest Dungeon uh, could definitely be translated, and I think, I, if I haven't yet, remind me and I'll put the lighthouse on oh, okay. on Voodoo, because I, I think that you will find that I at really least to the aesthetic... That, so. Oh, is, from, from is the very so little I've seen, I could absolutely agree that the aesthetic is, is very Darkest Dungeon. Willem Dafoe has a beard like my dad, it's all gritty and white... <laughs> I do want to see that new uh, Nicolas Cage movie, The Color Out of Space, oh, yeah. which is a Lovecraft adaptation. Which, Darkest Dungeon, if you don't know, is, is, is very Lovecraft. 1,000% Lovecraft. Shit, I almost want to stand up and go in my room and look at all the video games. I, I almost I did. I don't, yeah, I can't, I guess, I, I guess this may have been a, a bad question, because for me, at least, I don't play enough video games to, to know. Well, okay. you, well, you want Bohemond's story. On the big screen. No, we saw Bohemond's story on the big screen. It was Warcraft movie. <laughs> that was me. My character in World of Warcraft you did were, all of those you things. You were Lothar? Yeah. Oh. No, I was Bohemond. <laughs> they changed his name for the movie. Uh, here's a question. What makes it so hard to get video game movies right? We've heard Miyamoto's answer. Do you agree with him, or do you think that there's something else? I don't think it's the simplicity of the stories, because at least I'm sure that when that quote was taken, video games were... Pretty simplistic. Super Mario Bros., the original Super Mario Bros., had the story is save the princess. She's in this right. castle, and then eventually she's in another castle. Right. That's just the like, whole story. Just like, like Hidden Fortress <laughs> and just like Star Wars. But now we have things like Uncharted, which is a movie, yeah, which has true. a very complex plot and complex characters. Um, I, think it's, I think it's the player agency that you can't translate into a... Because even in a game like Uncharted, which has a very strict like A to B, this is the story... Yeah, the way your care you decide to tackle this specific mission or go through, I'm like I'm going to do stealth on this part, and I'm going to shoot, and then I'm going to go stealth on this part, is player agency. Um, it's why, also Miyamoto, says that Link, Link is not voiced in any game because he wants the player to be able to kind of give their own voice to Link. And until yeah. the last two games, Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, he had no dialogue either. Huh. It's just. People say stuff and then you go do stuff. Like yeah. it's in Skyward Sword, you had that was the first game that had you have dialogue options you can choose, which okay. don't have any effect on how the conversation plays out, but do have an effect on how, how you feel you, about it, how yeah. you you think Link is. Yeah. Um, and then in Breath of the Wild, they have that as well. There are games between those. I want to point out that those aren't the two most recent games. I know that I said that, but that's the two most recent games that have that aspect. that option. Okay. You have like Link. Or Link Between Worlds, which is a sequel to Link to the Past that does not have those options, but came out between those two. I know when the games came out. Don't <laughs> message us on Facebook and say that I'm not a real fan of Witcher. You know what? Stuff. Absolutely <laughs> message us on Facebook. Nobody has before, so please do it. Uh, sidebar: Did you know that they have uh, Link's Awakening amiibos now? Oh, I did. I saw. Okay, those. I saw it at Walmart. I was going to take a picture and send it to you, and then I didn't, and that's the whole story. Uh, going back to a previous question, I would watch a Mass Effect movie. I would watch the first Mass Effect game as a movie. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, here's another question. Oh, I was actually to answer what I think. Another thing, in addition to player agency, which I think is a super important part of making a video game and hard, is hard to translate. <clears throat> although I guess Bandersnatch may have done it. Um, and there's a it does, and but it also kind of plays off of that. Okay. In the thing, sometimes you make a choice, and the character is trying. The guy in the movie is trying to resist because he knows he's being controlled at that point. Oh. Uh, so it is almost also a play on player agency, in that he has no agency. So Bandersnatch is a translation of whatever that fucking Office game that everybody loved in like the early 2010s oh, yeah. was. 
Um, oh, but an, I think another thing is that the only institutions that are out here making video game movies are institutions that know that the only people that are going to go to a quote-unquote video game adaptation are the nerds that love the video game mm-hmm. so much. And, so they and the people they drag hard. along with them. Well, yeah. <laughs> they try too hard to... Cater to that, maybe? Right. I think that part of the reason why Detective Pikachu is one of the two movies to ever earn a fresh rating is because they were, they deviated the so yeah. much from the original source material. <clears throat> um, and I think that... I mean, to that credit, Angry Birds movies as well. Right. Right. In the games, there is not a There's no story. story. It's the pigs like Mario. stuff. Kill the pigs. Get like, the stuff so, back. Yeah. Um, and so I was wondering... I, I, I think that I wonder if Assassin's Creed fails because they were like, no, we got to make it exactly like the video game. Mm-hmm. And which, when what you could have just done was do the Templar story from Assassin's Creed 1. And your and end credit scene is, is the guy waking up the, on the Animus. We yeah, don't need that any of that shit. Cool. That <laughs> would have been movie. cool. Uh, my last question <clears throat> The repeatable cloth quest in Iron Forge to increase dwarven reputation is handled by the Alliance Cloth Quartermaster. <laughs> Are what, you what his fucking name is? What is their name? You've got answer <laughs> choices. Radon Duskstrider, Mistina Steel Shield, Rumstag Proudstrider, Clavicus Navingham, or Roshona Straglash. I'm going with B. Steel Fuck Shield. Fuck you. Is that it? Yes, it's That's it. the only name that sounds like a dwarf name. That's how I know it. Fuck you. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know it because Thank I, you for listening to our last episode of Two Films, Two Curious. We're fucking done. It's the only one that sounds like a dwarf name. You're the only one that sounds like a dwarf name. I hate tell this Tell the sounds kind of like a dwarf name. It does. God damn it. Oh, my name's on the podcast now. I'm not T-Dog anymore. <laughs> I feel like I've called you Tyler once or twice. Yeah. I think one of our guests may have called you Tyler. Yeah. But we all know. I mean, I know. I feel like most of our listeners know. Probably. But people that are going to go back and watch this later on are John Lennon Soccer. Who's going to find your name now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Do you have any other uh, blah, blah, blahs? I don't. Uh, this, is, this will be the last one for a while on adaptation, although I know that we have at least one other mm-hmm. adaptation on our movie shelf. On our, uh-huh. on our yes shelf, it's an adaptation on Hamlet that will probably be, if we can swing it, another Two Films, Three Curious, featuring Two Films, Three Curious alum, the other Bill. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I exactly the one you mean now. But uh, other than that, I guess, uh, dear sweet God, please interact with us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'll promise to be better about posting things on there if you promise to watch and react to them. Amen. And uh, keep watching movies. And be curious, and we love you. And we love you. So, goodbye. Bye.